It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking at New York Mets baseball today on this Friday, November 3rd with Anthony DeComo, our good friend, Mets reporter for MLB.com. Anthony, we thank you for the time. And what we're doing today, Anthony, is uh, just kind of breaking down the Mets prospects for the uh, 2018 season, a very uh, disappointing and uneven 2017 campaign and we will uh, kind of break down what the Mets have to do to get back on the winning track in uh, 2018. But uh, first things first is we are uh, two days removed from the end of the 2017 World Series between the Astros and the Dodgers. And today, parade day in Houston as they celebrate their first ever uh, championship in baseball as the Astros are winning it all for the first time in franchise history. Uh, Anthony, uh, kind of give us your thoughts on the you know, on Game Seven on the on the World Series as a whole, I think Game Seven a little anticlimactic, uh, given all the wackiness that had unfolded in the first six games of the series. But you know, kudos to the Astros. I think that in many people's minds, the Dodgers were wire to wire the best team in baseball all year. But when it mattered most, it was the Astros who stepped up and uh, they reaped the benefits, uh, winning the World Series in seven games. Yeah, it was a great World Series. Uh... Game seven, like you said, a little anticlimactic, only because the rest of the first six games were were so good. And you know, once you get into that situation in the World Series, uh, you're talking about a 104 win team versus a 101 win team. Um, you know, anyone can win. It's just a matter of, especially once you get into that game seven, it, it's a matter of sometimes which way the ball bounces. And and in this case, um, you know, one pitcher, Yu Darvish, just not having it that night. Um, you know, looking at it from a a Mets perspective, I think it's interesting. The Astros are kind of the poster child of this modern rebuild in which teams, you know, forego winning for a few years in, in, in exchange for the promise of, of getting really good quickly and, and have, building a sustainable roster. That's something the Mets were never willing to do uh, throughout their rebuilds. Um, you know, I, I don't think one way is necessarily better than the other way, especially now that a lot of teams are trying this massive overhaul, these big big rebuilds uh, it's becoming harder and harder to do um but it's just interesting when you look at it kind of from that perspective um you know both teams got there the Mets didn't really go through the full rebuilds they uh you know went through kind of a partial one and they were bad for a while but not 100 lost bad for a while wound up making the world series in 2015 uh the Astros were 100 lost bad for a while and wound up making the world series in 2017 and winning it so uh, multiple paths to kind of the same general place. And it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, more and more as we go forward, what teams try to do as they look to take bad teams and ultimately turn them into good ones. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, seeing what the Astros uh, did and the Cubs before them in 2016, it makes, uh, you know, a couple of losing seasons, much more palatable, uh, much easier to stomach because uh, if it's done right and, you know, that's never, uh, you know, you can never make that assumption, but if it's done right and the proper piece is put in place, 
then you can end up uh, where the Cubs and Astros did uh, each of the past two seasons. And uh, we'll see uh, if the Mets, uh, to some extent, follow that blueprint to kind of uh, try to, to get these young pieces back in place and to try to uh, revamp the franchise, as like we said, uh, coming off a very disappointing 2017 season. So, Anthony, when you look at the biggest area of need right now for the Mets, uh, and how do you think that the Mets will go about addressing what that need is? Do you see uh, more activity on the trade market, maybe a free agent splash, or a guy from the minors, maybe a Dom Smith or Ahmed Rosario who had cups of coffee that could step up and really contribute in 2018? Everything. Honestly, it's everything. <laughs> it, it's, it's every part of the diamond. It's every area, trades, free agency. Uh, like you said, they will be looking um, to Dom Smith and Ahmed Rosario in bigger roles. Um, but you're talking about a team right now, as, as we stand here on November 3rd, that needs an infielder, needs an outfielder, needs a starting pitcher, needs a reliever. Um, they have money to spend because they lost so many free agents that they traded away over the course of the summer. Um, so they will dip into free agency. Uh, but they're not probably going to be super pleased with the inventory there. I think there's there's just not a ton out there that that can help them and the players that are out there, especially on the pitching side. Uh, you know, there's going to be huge markets for them across baseball. So the Mets are going to have to be creative. Uh, I, I would be surprised if they don't ultimately swing a trade at some point to fill these roles. Um, but, you know, really, they have about two-thirds of a roster right now. They traded away five big veteran pieces over the course of the summer uh, and never really replaced them for obvious reasons. Uh, so now going into the winter, uh, they need baseball players. They need to fill out a roster. And, um, you know, I-, I couldn't tell you which area of need is bigger than the others because they're all pretty important for this team. Uh, ostensibly, the Mets still very much want to compete. They think they're a playoff team in 2017, and, and to that end, they need to go shopping this winter, and, and they will. Yeah, they got a lot of uh, holes to patch uh, on that roster for sure, as you just elaborated on. Uh, Anthony, on the flip side of things, you know, n- not not all is lost right now for the Mets. There are some things uh, to kind of hang your head on and build on. What would you say is their biggest area of strength right now? Yeah, talent-wise, it's still starting pitching. This team is still built around starting pitching. They still have, uh, you know, heading into 2018, they still have two bonafide Cy Young caliber pitchers in Noah Syndergaard and Jacob deGrom. And if Matt Harvey can find a way to right himself even a little bit, uh, that could be a solid number three, solid number four. You still have a lot of talent, Stephen Matz and Zach Wheeler, and I know these guys have had health problems throughout the years and throughout their careers. Um, but you look on paper, and if the Mets are going to compete, it's going to be for this reason, that their starting pitching is still good enough to to hang with anyone in the league and if it's right can be better than anyone in the league. So uh, that is their path back. And uh, you know, if it doesn't happen, if these guys don't pan out, if injuries wreck the rotation again, which, which obviously is, is certainly possible. I just don't see another path for them to get there. So it's just ultra important talent wise. It's still a huge, huge strength. And the biggest thing, as we've said for years now, is for the Mets to just keep these guys healthy, keep them on the field. If they do, they'll be good. 
Yeah, yeah, and even very good. Uh, I think that you know a healthy Syndergaard, a healthy Degrom could rival what we see in Washington between Strasburg and Scherzer. They they could be that good, if not better. So again, health is the big wild card with them. If they stay healthy, then the rest of the league should look out uh, for Thor and uh, Degrom at the top of that rotation. Uh, Anthony, now I want you to give me uh, two players, one on each uh, end of the spectrum here. A guy that is a candidate to regress. Not saying he will, but he could based on maybe overperforming a little bit in 2017. And then on the flip side of that, a guy that maybe did not perform up to par and is due to have a bounce back season next year. Yeah. The first one's really tough. And you know, the reason why I say that is the Mets only had two guys in Jacob deGrom and Jerry Blevins who avoided the disabled list the entire season, as far as guys in their opening day roster. So, uh, I'm not sure anyone really had a season where you could say, gee, he's due for a regression. Um, DeGrom had a Cy Young caliber season, but it's certainly not outlandish to think he could do that again. Uh, Jerry Blevins was a solid reliever. It's certainly not outlandish to think he could do that again. Um, You know, one other guy I'd probably place in that category is A.J. Ramos, whom they acquired in July. Um, You know, he's been consistent for a long, long time. So if somebody takes a step back, maybe it's him. But otherwise, you look at this roster and, so many guys missed such big chunks of time that it's hard to say, well, gee, this guy's going to fall back because if they do, you're talking about just not even stepping on the field in the first place. Um, So yeah, you have to look to, I guess the three guys who played full seasons, which is Ramos, Blevins and, and Jacob deGrom. But um, you know, the Mets had certainly better hope that none of them do step back because they need them in 2018. Now, Anthony, the next question on my list reads, uh, you know, which player is the biggest question mark heading into 2018 with regards to injuries and health issues? Now, the answer to this screams Matt Harvey in big, bold, flashing capital letters, but maybe you'll surprise me. Is there is there anybody else, or is this the slam dunk answer in Mr. Harvey? Oh, there's lots of other people, but I'm not going to name them. I'm going to name <laughs> Matt Harvey because, I mean, he's, he's, he, he's the player with the with the widest, uh, you know, standard deviation of potential outcomes, I guess you could say, if you want to get nerdy. Uh, you could picture Matt Harvey missing the entire season due to injury. You could also picture him coming back and throwing 200 innings and, you know, maybe not Matt Harvey of old, but, you know, getting there and, and taking the mound and taking the ball and, and being a productive player. And you could obviously picture what it's probably going to be, which is somewhere in between. Uh, the history of guys coming back from what he's gone through, this thoracic outlet syndrome, um, you know, surgery over a year ago now to remove a rib. Um, it, it's, it's not good, but it's also not a big history. We don't know a lot about it. So it's just really, really impossible to say what you're going to get out of Matt Harvey. And that's part of the reason why the Mets are going to go out this, this winter and try to acquire a starting pitcher, even a back end starting pitcher, because, they don't know Harvey. They don't know Zach Wheeler. They don't know Steven Matz. They just have no idea what they're going to get out of these guys going forward, and particularly Matt Harvey, like you said, in lights on the marquee. You know, he is the poster child for all of this. Uh, what is this rotation going to look like next year? And it, it, in large part, is going to you know revolve around him. And like you touched on, you know, we we don't need, we're not asking for 2013 at Matt Harvey. We're not asking for all-star game starter Matt Harvey. That'd be wonderful if that's what happens, but you just need something in between that and complete disaster uh, to, you know, to kind of supplement uh, Syndergaard and DeGrom. And if you can get at least that much from Harvey, 
then you're in business. But uh, as you said, it is just, you know, a ton of question marks regarding him, and nobody knows what to expect from him in 2018. Anthony, to wrap up here, uh, you know, place the Mets in one of these five categories because I think that for any team in baseball, you can pretty much place them into one of these five. You've got your clear rebuilding teams. You've got your non-contenders. Then you move up the ladder, and you've got teams contending for wild cards teams contending for division titles, and then teams ultimately competing for a world championship. Right now, as of this day, November 3rd, what category best suits the Mets? Yeah, they're probably in that third category, that competing for a wild card. Um, you know, frankly, they're not good enough right now to compete with the Nationals and win an NL East title. And I'm not saying that can't change this winter, depending on what happens, what they do, what they go out and, and trade for and acquire and sign. Um but that being said, they're still plenty good enough with that pitching that if things break right for them, they can be in the mix. Um, you know, we saw it this summer. You look at the way the playoffs have unfolded the past few years with multiple wild card teams. Uh, you know, lots of teams staying in it until the end. The Mets themselves were beneficiaries of it in 2016, in which they, you know, just hung around and hung around and hung around all summer, and then finally got hot at the end of August and into September and won that wild card and wound up posting the wild card game at City Field. So they're still in that category now. If things go south for them early in the season as it did this year, uh, they will quickly uh, and almost certainly do the same thing they did, which is sell off those veteran assets. And, and frankly, this year could be the year where if things go south, they say, okay, we're going to try and rebuild from the ground up now. And maybe you start talking about trading a Jacob deGrom or someone in that category. Um, but right now, on the, in November, heading into 2018, before they even take off the first box on their shopping list, yes, this is a team that still believes it's a playoff club, and uh, you know you have to look, looking based on the competition, and say this is probably a team that, if things break right, they could be a wild card club. Yeah, for all the uncertainty surrounding the Mets, one thing we know for sure is that they are never boring. They always keep us on our toes, including yourself. Anthony DeComo, our Mets reporter for MLB.com. We thank you for the time, and we'll do it again next week. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, New York Mets. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.